0: Hello, and welcome to episode 66 of Linux Downtime. I'm Joe. I'm Martin. I'm Hayden. And I'm Gary. Good to talk to you all again. So, today I want to talk about communication platforms. Now, this is somewhat inspired by the starting of a Discord server for Late Night Linux and the Late Night Linux family of podcasts. So, we now have a Discord server, but that made me very aware that some people don't like Discord because it's not an open platform. And so we've also got Telegram, which isn't open, but we've got Matrix and IRC. So we've got all the choices, basically. And it made me think, should open source projects and podcasts about open source things communicate with their community via open platforms? Or should you meet people where they are, places like Discord? Now, Martin, I know that you are going to say Discord, that's pretty obvious, given that you've got your fancy Discord for your Wimpy's World business. Gary, you just seem to be inherently into all the platforms. And so you do believe in meeting people where they are, though, because I was quite surprised that you were like so into Discord, like you've
1: paid for the premium and you're like proper into it. Well, part of that was so that I could use the pigeon emojis everywhere. <laughs> the, this really main reason to pay for it. But the bigger thing for me is that we do want to meet our community everywhere because it makes it easier for us to help them because not everyone is going to know where all the discussion happens. And ideally, you would have one central repository for this. But uh, without community managers or documentation people, there's not really someone to come and put all that together. So we just try to triage things as they come. So Martin, give
0: us the hard sell for Discord.
1: And uh,
0: you're, you're all in on Discord, aren't you? You don't even have other platforms for your Wimpy's World community.
2: I do have other platforms for Wimpy's World. I have GitHub, Discord, Twitch, YouTube. Would you like me to name any other non open source platforms that I'm using in order to make all of that work? I have my own website and that's all hosted through GitHub pages and uses GitHub discussions for the comment system. But I think actually there's a more interesting question here. So, there's that whole like meet people where they are, but I think there's a balance to be struck. And I'm curious why you decided, you don't have to answer this right now, we'll, we'll circle back to this, but why you decided to add a Discord as well. Because my feeling is you should create a place for the community to assemble as somebody who's creating a project or a community. But I think what's not been done well in many cases is, oh, we have an IRC channel, we have we have Matrix, we have uh, Discord, and we have Telegram, but all of those are islands. Uh, I'm not saying that's the case with Late Night Linux family of podcasts. Well, it is, because they're not bridged at this time. So yeah, they are islands. Right. So that's where I think it fails a bit, because you don't have a sense of community. You've just got four places where different fractions of the community congregate. And so I chose to use Discord for my own community two and a half years ago now, I think it was, because I wanted to have people my age be able to engage with the upcoming generation of Linux enthusiasts in order to establish those connections with The emerging generation and people like me that are starting to age out. So that was one of the reasons why I chose Discord. And also, a billion gamers can't be wrong. Mm. (laughs) It's a very, it's a very good platform. But I think the more interesting thing is don't divide the eyes, like don't fragment where you are. Because if you're trying to be in lots of different places
1: and you're really not in lots of different places, then what's the point? That's a fair point. And that's one of the reasons why the ad hocness of me meeting everyone everywhere makes sense because I'm already connected to all the things, right? One of the bigger things with that is that the communities are going to pop up where they're going to pop up. They don't necessarily need your involvement, right? So Martin, for your stuff, it's specifically for your stuff, but there's like pigeon Twitter groups and stuff like that that aren't related to the project that are just users putting stuff together and doing their own thing, right? And for those things, like, I I can't possibly be expected to go and manage and help create that or anything. So I'll participate where I can. But I'm also not, like, a moderator or anything there.
2: Yeah. And I've certainly seen that happen in the cases of projects that I've been responsible for. I've definitely seen, like, uh, subreddits get created. And it's like, well, I don't really frequent Reddit. But if that's where people want to have a conversation, then that's fine. I just sort of do a little bit of getting to know the people that are going to run run that Reddit and they know where to find me, but it's not somewhere I'm going to be to participate. I think, Gary, you're a little bit of a unicorn in this discussion because of the very fact that you make a messaging client that has to speak to all of these things. So I suppose you have a vested technical interest in being in all of these places anyway. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) So the
3: WSL community that came out of the series of WSL Conf events started on Telegram. At the time, Discord was certainly gaming-oriented, and I've seen the pivot over the last two years towards being a full-fledged community platform. And there's been discussion about transitioning to Discord. In my day job, we have a community Slack And the thinking behind that is that many of our users are probably already in a Slack, and adding a community Slack to their list of Slack workspaces makes sense. But I've been monitoring what some other AI mail projects and their communities are doing, some of whom have made the leap from Slack to Discord, and they've seen massive upticks. I mean, they initially lose users, Mm -hmm. sometimes as many as 60% of their users, but they've four to five X'd their cross user dialogue and usage. And it's gone from being a entry point to interact with the engineers on the project to being an interactive place where users communicate between each other, more like the WSL telegram. So It's something I'm continuing to watch as Discord, as Martin's community clearly demonstrates, becomes a platform for community. And late night
2: Linux adopts Discord in addition to Telegram. So I find it interesting that I've got a lot of, I know, you know, people know I've got an interest in Linux. And there are lots of Discord servers for Linux related projects and open source projects. In my last job, there was basically all of the startups in the cloud native space were using discord. And there was a number of the earlier startups that actually went through that transition from Slack to discord because it's doesn't cost as much and it is considered better by many people. And what I've found is that outside of my Linux interests, all of the other interests that I have in audio, in PC hardware, in gaming, and a whole stack of others, there are always Discord servers to satisfy all of those interests. In fact, I only find Discord servers as the places where these communities congregate now. All of the open source projects that I want to interact with are all on Discord. There's a slight splintering within the Nix OS and Nix communities in that there are matrix channels and there's a discord and those two are islands a bit like how I was describing earlier which is unfortunate but I just see discord just being commonplace now.
0: Is it unfortunate that they're islands though because the kind of person who embraces discord and the kind of person who wants to use matrix they're not necessarily
2: the kind of people who want to communicate with each other are they? Well, I would say that you probably would want those people to be communicating with each other. For example, all of the key players in the Nix and NixOS community are in the Matrix channels, but I don't see many or any of them in the Discord server, which is known to be an unofficial place, but there's a link to it from the NixOS website. So those people in the Discord are having brilliant conversations, and I sit and idle in there and watch what's going on. But they're not they haven't got the ear of like the key players in the in the Nix and NixOS community. So you would ideally want everyone to be having a conversation in the same place. With Ubuntu Mate, for example, where is your community
0: with that? Is that on Discord as well, or is that elsewhere?
2: So the primary place for the community for Ubuntu Mate is Discourse, the discussion forum. Yeah. And that was set up in 2014 2015 sometime like that that is the community focus but i host a ubuntu mate channel on my discord server and for those people that prefer to have real-time chat interaction that's where they are but discourse is open source it is
1: discourse also has a real-time chat feature if you're not aware of it yeah not great though (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true very
2: true
0: But a truly open platform seems to me to be more appropriate for something like Ubuntu Mate, which is a desktop Linux distribution for people who either use it for pure practical reasons or for ideological reasons. Uh, There are far more ideological people in the desktop Linux space than there are in the kind of wider Linux space. And certainly when you get to the, the periphery of the Linux space where you are, Hayden, where A lot of it is running on Linux, and a lot of it is open source, but there's also a lot of people from outside that world. It seems like the further away from the purists you get, the more acceptable it is to just be on Discord. But if your community has got a lot of purists in it, then surely you have to offer some truly open platforms for those communities to congregate and talk to each other. Why? Because it just feels right. I don't know, I don't have any um, uh, proper reason for you, but it it would feel wrong. To just say that's it, the
2: open platforms, they're just unofficial and we're all in on Discord now. The Ubuntu Mate chat community started on IRC and that was where the project got bootstrapped and all of the early days, like serious contributors did all of the hard work and heavy lifting and helped me get things off the ground. But it became moribund very quickly because once that initial effort had completed, it just sort of went a bit silent and dead. And I would argue that I don't think it really matters what tool you choose for anything, so long as it's the right tool (laughs) that is most effective for what you want to do. And when it comes to communication, I'll be honest. I mean, for example, this week I've switched from Element as my client for Matrix to Fluffy chat. Now, both of those clients happen to be open source, but the Element desktop client and in fact, the mobile client, are pretty ropey, you know I lose conversations all the time, they just vanish from view. It's constantly sending random reconnection things when you get these garbled messages, and I don't know why that is, and Fluffy chat just works terrifically, so I don't know that the quality of the communication that happens via matrix is actually that good when you compare it to, in my opinion, a superior communications platform where none of those issues are present, people just get on with the business of actually talking and conversing and collaborating with one another.
0: Yeah, but you're totally locked in. Your community is totally locked into Discord. What if it gets taken over by a billionaire
2: who just (laughs) ruins it? Well, that's a risk you run, isn't it? You you just have to make the best decisions you can at the time. Right. But if you are self-hosting Mattermost, for example, Mm -hmm. then
0: that's not a risk. If a billionaire took it over, it'd just get forked. And Problem solved.
2: So I will say that Mattermost is excellent. It's been a while since I've used it, but I'd far rather be using Mattermost than Slack. But, Gary, I'm about to set your ears alight here. As somebody that runs a project... I haven't got enough hours in the day to be running all of my own infrastructure to support the project as well. And that's something I've backed away from more and more and more over the years. Mm. The only infrastructure that I operate for the Ubuntu Mate project now is the website and the discourse server. And everything else that we used to self-host, I have found other ways to facilitate those capabilities by not having to host it myself, because I don't want the responsibility really, and I haven't got the time to do it. Right, but you could pay for someone to host your Mattermost for you. You could get managed Mattermost. Who's paying for that? You could pay Mattermost. Yeah, but the money's got to come from somewhere, right? So now it's like, you know, if people want to have something on another platform, and it costs money and time to do that, then there needs to be money and time in order to support it. Now, as it happens, the discourse server that we operate, that was what the crowdfunding for Ubuntu Mate was for back in the day, was to actually pay for a fairly beefy VPS back then. We've now got metal servers, as it happens, but it was to cover the costs of operating a discourse server.
1: So we've self-hosted all of our stuff since like 2007 or so, which is basically what you alluded to earlier. We've had our infrastructure sponsored since 2007 or so. So that's definitely an option, that's out there. That's available, but I can definitely understand where you're coming from, and you don't want to self-host everything because yeah, it, it is a super time drain. For example, I spent all last night reworking something, so it works better in our custom infrastructure. It gets back more to your point about uh, picking the correct tool for the job. Yeah, when it comes to communication platforms, and that's just in general, right? But part of that also comes down to what I think Joe is trying to say—that not all of your community members are going to agree that the tool you think is right is the right tool for them. And this is, again, where you end up with the islands and stuff like that, which I think we're in agreement there. There's pros and cons to both approaches, right? Yeah. And I look at it from the point of view of, I can try to build a community as much as I can, but I'd rather try to foster the entire community rather than focus on one small part of it and grow that kind of thing.
0: Someone has probably already emailed us, what about bridges? Bridge the
1: islands together. As somebody who has written multiple matrix bridges at this point, bridging is not fun. There's so much that uh, is not that stuff necessarily gets lost in translation, but it's very hard to keep things straight when they're bridged. Yeah.
2: I have left servers and telegram channels and IRC channels when they've become bridged because they just become infuriatingly noisy and it's impossible to track the conversations in any meaningful way. But what, is inclined to happen is you still have these islands of communication and everyone can see <laughs> these, these communication threads happening, but you're not participating in the conversation that's actually happening somewhere else.
0: But I still maintain that it's fine for these islands to exist and for a bunch of real freedom lovers, real old school freedom lovers who want to idle in IRC and occasionally talk to each other and don't want to be doing with the modern ways of doing things with reactions and images and all that nonsense. They just want plain text. And then you've got the freedom lovers who who want the features. And so they've got Matrix. And then you've got the the people who have either been using Discord for years because they're gamers or, you know, they're younger than us and, uh, you know, into the latest thing. Or Telegram is just what they have discovered and, and got into. It It feels like, the right approach is to just let those communities do their own thing and just see what happens. And, and you've got with the four late night Linux communities, different sets of people having different conversations. And that's fine. I think
2: it is fine. But do you know what those conversations are? What was the last bit of feedback you got about late night Linux on the IRC channel? It's not about feedback to late night Linux or any of the shows. That's what emails for
1: I think the more important thing here is that the community isn't there necessarily to directly benefit the project. It's there for the users of the project to interact with each other. And I think that's the difference of the focus here.
0: Exactly. And if people want to get hold of the hosts of this show, for example, then they can email us. Or they can try on social media or on one of the community platforms. But for me, the community platforms are to talk to each other as community members. And the hosts of the shows will be in some of those sometimes but if you want to guarantee that the host of a particular show will see your thoughts then send an email and similarly with an open source project if you've got feedback for it there are proper ways to do that and it's not necessarily through the community channels and and often i mean as open source maintainers you must get very frustrated with people just DMing you. I mean, we talked about this, mm-hmm. DMing you bug reports. It's like, well, no, go to the bug tracker,
2: do it properly, please.
1: That or I'll end up entering it into the issue tracker so it doesn't get lost.
2: Yeah. And if anyone DMs me on any platform these days, my stock reply is, take this conversation to a public place so everyone can benefit from the conversation. I simply can't entertain one-to-one conversations it doesn't scale (laughs)
0: but even in the discord server say uh i don't know there's a a problem with uh, QuickMU or whatever that they've Mm -hmm. discovered yeah okay they could talk to you about it in the discord server but surely you want them to file a proper bug
2: yeah and that's fine so what we do is github is where bugs issues and feature requests get filed and general support inquiries like how do i get mac os to work with this particular release of Mac OS, that's not a bug. That's a technical support inquiry. And you come to the Discord server and to the Quickemu channel to ask those questions. And when people raise bugs on GitHub that are general support inquiries, I close them and say, thanks for your interest in the project, but for technical support, join our Discord and just close the issues because you can't conflate the two. You know, But issue trackers are not technical support forums at all. And the two sit alongside each other. The All of the channels that I have for projects in Discord are hooked up to their relevant GitHub projects. And you see issues, pull requests, and things of that nature automatically reflected into those channels. So the developers can see in one place, which is Discord, everything that's going on relating to that project.
0: Well, do let us know your thoughts on this. And like I said, email is the best way to make sure we all see it. And that email address is show at linuxdowntime.com. We'll be back in two weeks. But until then, I've been Joe. I've been Discord. (laughs) I've been Hayden.
1: And I've been Gary. See you later.